0: In the beginning, there was Podigious, lesser translation one, and two listeners who wanted to make their own podcast. They bounced through a couple ideas, some of which didn't turn out so well, such as Toasty Marshmallows, a cozy news podcast that neither of us were willing to research for. In the end, we realised that we really wanted to do a Digimon podcast, but needed a unique spin to it. Podigious had the nostalgic and analytical focus lots of translation on, had the dub sub comparisons, but what could we add? After a lightbulb moment, I suggested that we cover the Pokemon anime as well, and settle the age-old debate of which anime was better, or if they actually had anything in common at all. We took elements from our inspirations, such as rating what we watched, sourcing music from the shows, and adding outtakes at the end of our episodes. Originally, Sam was going to do all of the editing, but I became impatient, took over, and have edited every episode since almost entirely. And so, the Moncast was born, with the original duo of Sam and Eevee, formerly known as Steve. Ready.
1: ready. Let's go! The
0: Digi-Volution is up and running! Hello and welcome to the Moncast, Digimon the Movie Special, part one. The Digivolution is up and running. I'm Eevee, and for the first time in three years I'm joined
1: by Sam. Hello.
0: No pressure.
1: I have been living in a cave for three years. This is the first time I've come out of the cave. It's fun. There's a thing called a sun. It's new. I like it. It burns. It does. I'm not keen on it. It keeps looking through my
0: window, like, every afternoon for several hours. And it just makes me uncomfortable.
1: We just get direct sunlight. The sun is at our window looking in.
0: I have, like, just no shelter. I'm on the seventh floor of a building. There's nothing between me and the sun, except for glass,
1: and the glass just heats up. I just wouldn't I wouldn't go near the windows. I wouldn't even sort of come within like two metres of the walls. I'm, that's terrifying. But speaking of tall
0: buildings, this first part of the film that we're covering has tall buildings in it.
1: It does. People live on floors, more floors than two and seven. A lot of floors. Like, Tokyo buildings are big. For full disclosure, my notes got deleted and eaten up. Right before this started, so I'm going in blind and also super rusty. Yeah, we we also had so many tech issues that it's taken us half an hour to start. Thank you for saying we. We both know it was me and entirely me, so thank you for that.
0: It's the royal we. I always say we on the moncast, even though it's mostly me that's keeping anything together. But yeah, let's talk about Digimon the movie, part one, the the first part. So everything up till four years later, basically.
1: So... Can we just briefly take a look, li- immediately segue into the soundtrack for this film? Because there are a lot of problems with the Digimon movie. One of the little nuggets of good that we have is the soundtrack to this film. The DigiRap itself, I know some people don't like it, but we all like it. Even ironically, like we like it. It's quite good. For, for the material they had, which is literally just the beginning of the English dub, they had that to work with. They turned it into this rap. I'm kind of okay with it. It's got
0: fun, definitely.
1: But we also get things like Rockefeller Skank. We get Kids in America, which is quite good. We get Smash Mouth All-Star before Shrek did it. You know you're a true Digimon fan when when you hear All-Star. You don't think of Shrek bursting out of those toilets. You think of this film.
0: And even outside of like the ones with lyrics, there's just a lot of classic instrumental from the main series, which
1: does a lot to build up the big moments.
0: Speaking of lack of build-up, though, Willis is in the intro.
1: So, the original plan for this film was supposed to be this short and then our war game, but then the higher-ups or whoever was in charge basically said, no, we need to add Hurricane Touchdown, which, by the way, has its own set of vibes... So they've added this other thing that's completely different and different uh, has a different tone into this film. So they had to retroactively add Willis into these other two pieces, which bothers me because this piece of Digimon media is one of the only pieces you can really watch by itself without knowing anything else about Digimon. It is essentially like a slice of life slash kaiju movie. You know, you don't need to know about the digital world. You don't need to, about, need to know about Digivolution or anything else like that. All you need to know is that it's some kids at home for the weekend, egg happens, egg hatches, shenanigans ensue. But then they do this thing where the beginning bit with the who says there's no such thing as monsters. I love that line so much because we get that and then we get like five seconds of Greymon towering over Ty and Kari as it marches down the street to attack Parrotmon. And that's kind of a little flash into what we're going to get. Because then the next like 10, 15 minutes of this is just really low and slice of lifey and it's really chill. I mean, it's like 10 minutes
0: slice of life before... Actually, it's more like eight or nine minutes. And then we get Arguman,
1: who is huge and I love it. Well, the way I see it, the, the plot in this sort of the little bit that we're talking about. So when I say movie, I mean the first 15 minutes. But this movie essentially digivolves as well. The first, what, eight minutes? It could be that classic... Kids find an animal on the street, they bring it home and they try to keep it as a pet in secret. It's basically what they're doing with this egg. It starts off with this little blob and then this little pink blob that poops. And up until that point, like that evening, it is this one film. It's this small little quaint slice of life. Even things like, you know, we really only see three rooms of their house. We see the office slash computer room for like maybe three minutes, three minutes, like three seconds. When uh, Kari's in there, we see their living room and their kitchen area. And then we see most of the stuff that happens in this like little bit is in their bedroom. It's all quite chill and low and just like, oh, what are these kids doing? They've been left at home on a weekend, which is, I guess, okay parenting, maybe. I mean, maybe they're latchkey kids.
0: They're in a high up apartment. It's probably hard to get to them. But Ty does want to go out and play soccer with his friends without any adults at home.
1: But they're just essentially these two little kids at home. On the weekend, and the only weird thing that happens is there is an egg, and it's all nice and chill and fun, except we've got you know the little bit with the um, bottom under the bed blowing bubbles, and then we get Koromon uh, fighting the cat who's called Miko. We get Rockefeller Skank in that little bit, which is very weird but also very fun. I think it fits it quite well. It does though, like like the, the bits that happen with that, like it starts when it just latches onto, I think it's when it latches onto Kari's face. But, like, yeah, again, like, all the songs in this are a bop. But it's this, like, low, chill, fun experience. I also forgot just how many puns the dub had. So many. Just every other line is a joke. They cram puns and jokes into every little bit of dialogue that they have for this. Which, when you compare this to, like, the Japanese version, like, the original version, which is quite this, it's really low and slow and chill, to this version where there's puns and this a very very specific soundtrack it becomes its own thing which is really fun and even though there are these like low slow moments it's light-hearted and fun and breezy and, and just a fun time with these two kids and their weird monster friend it's the dub basically it's very much got the heart of the original adventure dub but then all that changes sort of when it gets to evening time and we have kari waking tie up and we see koromon being very weird and basically that's when this plot evolves from the slice of life little anime thing into essentially a kaiju movie. Like uh, this is the biggest Agamon we've seen. We've seen this in like Savers and stuff. There's a bigger one, which is almost like three quarters the size of of the main character in that. Uh, the Agamon in Adventure, which is like sort of waist high, a bit taller than that. But this Agamon itself is like two meters tall, maybe. it's It's huge. And I like how this sort of represents, it kind of represents the... the the kids control of the situation before it being Botamon and Coromon it's this small little blob that uh, is like a fun little friendly pet thing and then it turns into this monster and then they kind of lose control of the situation and then it leaves the house and all the things that we've known all the safety of just being in their little kitchen and their living room and their um, bedroom, that all goes because they leave and then we go from like the the, the three rooms that we've seen to lots of shots of Kari and Ogumon and tie later on just looking around Odaiba and it's almost like that's when control gets taken away like Ogumon's kind of the one in control now I don't think if Karo kind of tried to persuade Ogumon to go back to the room he wouldn't he's got his own agenda he wants to go out and explore this world full of things like planes and cars and trucks and buses all these things which he attacks because he doesn't understand them they feel like hostile threats to him he's very much animalistic
0: yeah, it's kind of weird, because like, when Argumon digivolves again later, it's like it goes back to being sort of the Koromon personality, because for some reason Agumon can't talk despite being in between Koromon and Greymon, which both can,
1: and I'm not sure why they went for that. He definitely communicates, but it's all like these mm-mm sort of noises.
0: Yeah, like it, it just becomes a lot more, I guess, feral in
1: this stage. I do like... That aspect of it though, because when you compare that to on who it was before, who was this very friendly very fun, like, I will latch into your face and smooch you, happy go lucky friend. It's turning into this very stoic, very still, very observant reptile. It's great because that's very much like a, oh, is that still our friend? That little pink blob that was our friend? is 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 that still them? And it's like, yes, but there's obviously something else going on with them now. They're going out to see the world. They're going out to find whatever they're looking for. I mean, we don't know whether they specifically knew about Paratmon arriving or not, but they definitely just sort of wanted to go out into the world, which is why they jumped off the balcony onto the mom's car, which was a a dub line, but, you know, I like it. And then he digivolves, and he's very orange. He digivolves into the best Digimon. Greymon is my (laughs) favourite.
0: I wonder why I invited you on for this bit.
1: I mean... On a personal level, this, this little short that we got is what gave me my love of kaiju films. I love things like Godzilla and King Kong and things like that because of this sort of film. This You are no longer the one in control of the situation. You are essentially a witness. Like, like Kari and Tai become witnesses to this big fight that go on. And so do all the kids that we see on the balconies. But their little friend that they had that they saw hatch from an egg that they fed food to that they had a little scuffle with the cat with, like that person is no no longer there, and it is now this great big orange dinosaur that is fighting a giant lightning throwing parrot in the middle of their like home basically, and I, I love that sort of progression into this this big epic scale. And it does it very quickly,
0: like this is only fifteen minutes
1: well also in in sense of like the actual time frame of the film. It starts off at maybe, what, three in the morning when Ty wakes up and finds Kari in the computer room and then they have that day together and then all the big stuff happens in the evening and that's kind of when the big fight goes on so all this takes place over just over 24 hours because we it, it ends with the, the sun rising so it is basically this in the space of a day all these things go on but it also links into and this is another thing i want to talk about is how this more than anything else is an advert for the virtual pets whereas adventure is an advert for the toys and the card game and the like pedometer toys this feels more like the actual virtual pets themselves and it even follows like the the version one it follows that um, one of the evolution lines there and even having something like Paratmon, who wasn't in the version one but it's an ultimate level like the first original v pets only went up to ultimate so it feels very much like a this is what it would be like if the virtual pet you have was a real thing it would start off as a little egg that you get and even, even the law in the virtual pets is when they die, they go back to the megalithic mainframe so it's in, back into the computer. So the law is that, you know, you have this egg that, that comes into your world and you raise them in this little cage because the virtual pet themselves, they look like cages and they were called the cages and, or the dock. So it feels very much like a, this is what the virtual pets are. This is what it would be like if they were real monsters resulting in a great big battle in the middle of your street.
0: See, the the first like V pet design that I really know of is the one that's in like the intro cutscenes for Digimon World on the PS1, where it's just like that rectangle shape with the square. Like, is that the first one that
1: was made? Yeah, those are the uh, the original DMOGs, uh, Digimon OGs, like the original ones. Those are the ones I think that sort of this evolution line, I think, it's based on that sort of stuff. Because the original one had Coromon, Voltomon, Argomon, Greymon, up to Metal Greymon. It didn't have like. Um, the final levels, they weren't really a thing until Adventure came out. So to have something like Parrotmon who is a step above Greymon. And to have Greymon beating parrotmon as well is quite nice, because it's like they defeated the step above using the power of friendship.
0: Yeah, using the whistle, which honestly is like one of the most iconic moments in all of Digimon. Is just Tai snatching the whistle from Kari and
1: blowing on it. The slightest, slightest spoiler. If the whistle gets you here. It will destroy you in Kazuna because there is a slight whistle moment. It's very good.
0: They, they need to release it in the UK. The cowards. I really like Kazuna.
1: It's very, very good. But yeah, like I love the idea of this whistle being almost like a like a a signifier of their friendship. Kari's had this whistle the entire time. It's sort of how she communicates with Botomon at the start, sort of doing the little Digimon theme song, which they don't do in the Japanese version. It's 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 just them like repeating the the noises they make with the whistle. But I kind of like how they they tied the. Digimon theme into it it was fun
0: it's fun if a bit odd just like how they know the theme song for the show that they are in but they get away with it just because it's cute
1: I will also say that the the animation quality in the last couple of minutes from basically when Agumon leaves the room it gets better and better as they go along until the big fight with Greymon it's it's a couple of seconds long but the the way the ground shakes when Greymon's walking around Like, the actions when they're sort of fighting each other, the debris flying everywhere, it's just so good. And it didn't need to be that good, but it is very good.
0: It is really cool. The sense of scale with Greymon and Parrotmon is really, really well done. Just, like, having them be the height of the bridge, if not higher, and just taking up, like, pretty much the
1: whole width of that street. It
0: really just sells the scale
1: of this fight. I mean, we even get, if you look at the shots we get from the start, there's a lot of looking down at the group, there's a lot of, like, from the ceiling looking down at, at everybody and then as it goes along when it becomes when coromon evolves to argomon we start to get these like horizontal shots and the lower shots looking up at uh, argomon at because we start to see the world through the kids perspective and then when it gets down to the uh, Diver streets and we see the big paramon graymon fight you know there's a lot of low shots looking up at them and it's it's just kind of seeing the world from the kids level it's it's fantastic i do think
0: it might be nice to have a few more shots like
1: from the balconies,
0: maybe, but I get why they didn't do that as well. They made a choice, and it does work still.
1: Yeah, I mean, we only really see like the main characters from Adventure because this originally came out before, like just before Digimon Adventure came out. We get it. I can't remember when this film came out. It came sort of near the end of Adventure, I think, or, or no, it was in O two, definitely in O two. But I think it was sort of halfway through O two or something like that.
0: Definitely in o2 02, because O two characters are in Part three. But yeah, this all ties back to Willis who's getting his at the same time.
1: Because it's all about Willis. I do wish they hadn't put that in. It's It's probably the weakest point of all of these, is how they had to sort of weave this narrative about Willis into all of it. Like, if we had got, like, there's no such thing as monsters, and seeing that little bit, and then it just being a little shot of the kid's, going to bed or something right before they wake up uh, or right before like ty finds Kari in the office like it would have been fantastic but we had to get this little brief description of like oh this is all the stuff that's happened and then also willis is there and he got his digital on the same day as us and this is all what happened all these these years ago it's like it, it, it kind of broke that really solid start into this slow little bit of exposition or this little bit this like chunk of exposition they dropped on us They're trying
0: really hard to like take pieces from a different
1: jigsaw puzzle and put it into this one
0: and it doesn't really work it's it's a bit of a hodgepodge it's just super interesting that they even tried
1: i mean what they've come up with like the end product is still quite good and again the music and the soundtrack to this really helps tie it all together because it is such a the soundtrack is such a slice of like the 90s and 2000s it's so good and having someone like like Carrie b this narrator over these completely disconnected films to turn it into one solid narrative was a bit good i mean i still i still like my heart kind of mourns the loss of this this other film that exists where it's just that little short at the beginning and then our war game like that would have been so good because there's a good few minutes of things like our war game that has been cut out completely like throw that all in make it really good get rid of the willis stuff and then uh it would have been great but they needed to hit
0: that 90-minute runtime for the cinemas. So we got this. And it's definitely serviceable. It could have been better, though, if it was shorter.
1: This is one of my favourite pieces of Digimon anything. I I just love this little simple plot of you find an egg, it comes out of your computer, and then over the case of a day, you have a small little friend who you meet. At first, you sort of blow a whistle to, to communicate, and then it changes the blink of an eye and then it's oh you have a little conversation they kind of give you a bit of exposition about where they're from and then the next two stages that it turns into it's just control gets taken away from you and everything like hell breaks loose and you just become a witness to the story that's happening around you that you don't really have a say in anymore except for the whistle and the whistle combined with that music is just
0: it's a powerful moment
1: is that when going digital plays
0: going digital plays after plays after the whistle distinctly after.
1: Okay. That's what I mean. Like it goes from like Ty blowing the whistle for such a long time, and then Greman's eyes open up and then go into the place as they sort of burn each other out. even that bit though, that sort of Graman waking up and doing the fight back, it's basically him waking up and doing one big attack that basically wipes them both out because friendship, he doesn't want his friends to get hurt. I'd love to see the conversation with Kari's mum afterwards. Just like
0: how did they explain that the wall of the apartment
1: was destroyed? I would assume that there's some sort of media cover up where, you know, the streets outside their house got destroyed as well. A lot of people saw these these giant monsters fighting. A lot of children. And all of those children
0: became digidestined. But it wasn't just children on the balconies. Other people were up at that time of night. Cause Swan. There's definitely someone behind Joe that wasn't well the original
1: Digidestined. Well, I know there's a lot of children that are up and looking because all, apparently in the narrative, like all those people become Digidestined. I assume there was, was weren't any adults because you don't even see people on the street as well. You'd think at you know, the early hours of the morning on the weekend, people might have been out having a few drinks or partying with friends, but you don't see anybody. Even when you see vehicles, you don't actually see anybody in them. You just see their like the silhouettes of the inside.
0: Yeah. I guess it's not about the mass panic that a lot of kaiju films really focus on. It's a lot more just about, like, the kids and their relationship to this creature that's grown really quickly and is now trying to defend them from this other one that's turned up. It
1: keeps it personal as well, though. You know, they didn't need to add this narrative of, all oh, they giant monster's attacking your diver. Making it so that adults don't see it and it being just about these two kids that are walking around at night with this monster as this giant parrot attacks like it keeps it sort of within the this group of three people
0: like you only get a few other voice lines and they're just like little cameo appearances from the other digidestined and um, or ty's mom who's cooking liver sticks which just sound like the worst thing Or
1: well, there's the driver the worst driver oh yeah the little dub jokes that just get snuck in Honestly, the the jokes in the dub are like such a vibe as well. Like I couldn't imagine it without them. Like the the dub itself is so fun and weird in such a in such a nice way. It's got it, it's got its own character, whereas the original's got it hasn't got the jokes. It's got a certain vibe as well, where it's more mellow and more it's taken uh, more seriously. But the dub being this fun, like all oh, there are jokes all the time. But also bad things happen. You know, buildings got destroyed, homes got attacked. I always wonder about the first time Argumon attacks the Paratmon and those three fireballs go off and one of them explodes on a balcony. Like, that's someone's room. Are they okay? I hope so.
0: I thought it was firing at the helicopter that was flying over
1: as well. It, it sends a couple of them. It sends a couple of... um. Pepper flame, or whatever they call it in this one. It's not pepper breath. It's like pepper flame, or something like that.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they went with that.
1: Because I think does archimon say pepper breath in the second part in our war game? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think he does. Possibly. The official name for it is pepper breath, or, or baby flame is the other version of it, like little fire.
0: Yeah, like baby flame is the
1: the sub. I suppose maybe pepper breath doesn't sound good for that moment. Like it doesn't sound serious enough. It sounds a bit silly. So when you have something like, you know, Pepper Flame doesn't sound as bad. Not that it sounds bad, but it it, it kind of meets the tone a little bit. It might have been, like, one of
0: those things they were doing to distinguish this one from the next argument as well. Because, like, Kari has her line as well saying, like, this one was a lot bigger than the next one.
1: I mean, that's the other thing as well. Like, it's it's like a two-meter-tall dinosaur who looks, even visually, looks so much more menacing. Oh, absolutely.
0: It's, it's scary. Like, it's a, a proper dinosaur. Like, I don't think Digimon leans into how scary the designs are sometimes. Like, just by having that bit of realistic animalistic behavior and the larger size, it just really makes it more tense to be around them.
1: I mean, the only time they really do that is in Tamers in season three. They feel more like animals, but then Tamers is like one of the all-round favorite seasons for the fandom this also has a lot of those elements things like uh Agumon's eyes they're all like it's all like the irises are quite small those no, are the pupils are, like really small the irises are regular it's all very much like it's constantly in attack mode it's always ready to fight it's always looking for its opponent that it needs to stop it's almost like that combat nature that it has because in the virtual pets i natural life cycle is from egg to adult. It will always turn into those things, but you have to do a certain amount of battles to go from adult to perfect, which is what Parrotmon is. So it's almost like in the the nature of a Digimon, they need to fight to become the next strongest thing. So even though Algumas are a child form, it's got that combative nature built into it, where it's going out into this world it doesn't quite understand to fight and, and find the next opponent that it needs to defeat. Yeah, Digimon lore is, is, is great. I forgot just how much this doesn't have the rest of the series to lean on. So it's just
0: really different to the main adventure series.
1: Yeah, this was released, I think it was like the week before the first episode of the original season started. And you can definitely tell the tone is completely different in in, in both of them.
0: Definitely. I guess the one thing that does persist is they kept like the kids' importance in Digimon fights. That persists, even if the Digimon being like scary and natural disasters
1: didn't really continue
0: but i get that it's it's not as marketable for the kids
1: as i said like adventure was definitely an advert for the toys this i mean it wasn't so much it was this small little piece of you know what if a monster came out of your computer but it feels more like the actual virtual pets it feels more like you know you start off with this little egg it hatches into this small thing and over time how you care for it and they did care for it. you know we saw things like they fed it they cared for it they cleaned up its poop several times and over time it, it grows up into this bigger thing
0: it got sick uh, and then digivolved when it was sick i guess that must have been growing
1: pains it could feel like the danger approaching is the way i viewed that like it could sense Parrotmon was approaching and it was scared and it evolved into agamon as like a defense mechanism like oh no there is a danger approaching i need to get stronger and that's why agamon is um more bestial I have a lot of fe- feelings about this. Uh, so, Agumon is more bestial in my mind because it had to evolve to protect its friends. It had to evolve to protect Kari and Tai. It had to get stronger as fast as it can. And to gain that power, it had to lose some of its um, cognizance. And it lost that when it became Agumon. It went out to find the threat, which is why it's more aggressive. It attacks like the, the, the trucks and the cars and the, and the helicopter. And then it evolves again. It evolves to Greymon when the bridge collapses and it has to protect kari and tie again it doesn't want them to get crushed and that's why it became grey and then they do the fight it loses again because it's a uh, adult level digimon against a perfect level digimon or champion and ultimate to use the dub terms and then the only reason it got stronger was because of the, the whistle it was the, the little symbol that they had you know kari always had it around her neck she was always blowing it to bottom things like that so hearing that it was almost like this little last ditch effort of I need to save my friends, even at the risk of my own life. And that's why it did this great big attack that wiped them both out. So, like, if Parrotmon didn't appear, I don't think Ogumon would have happened so soon in this thing's actual lifespan. And I don't think it would have been as big or aggressive as it was. I think it would have been this, uh, more like the the one from the original adventure. That's just a headcanon of my own.
0: I like that idea, though.
1: It was sort of like
0: operating on fight or flight during its Archamon phase, then it definitely just got bigger to protect the kids. Speaking of the kids, Kari
1: is adorable. In this whole part, Kari is just the cutest thing. Also, the uh, just to jump back onto the animation, when they're doing the fight and Kari's crying, like, the tears, it's so good. Like, the animation on her face is so expressive. They're almost like Ghibli tears, almost. Like, the big bubbles, almost, like, dripping down her face. It's so good. And the idea of, like... She's so overwhelmed by this and her tears are basically what's stopping her from blowing the whistle properly because she's coughing and spluttering. Like, that's such a, a fun thing. Like, she's so affected by this 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 fight that she can't use what she normally uses to communicate, which is the whistle. And so Ty understands that, like, no, this is what she does. She uses this to communicate. He needs this right now. He needs to hear her. So when he's blowing the whistle, he's not being himself. He's taking the thing that Kari does. And goes, as her older brother, I'm going to take that torch from her and hold it up for her. So that's why he takes that big breath and blows the whistle. Like That's why I love that that moment. It's one of my favorite moments in this entire franchise. This, this, this moment of, Kari uses this. This is how those two started to communicate. It's very important to the both of them. They're both unable to do this right now. As the bigger brother, I'm going to do what I can, which is use my own lungs and my own strength to take that from her. And... Send that signal to Graymon myself. Iconic. Mm. This whole film's iconic. Watch Kazuna, It'll make you feel feelings.
0: I have no trouble feeling feelings at the moment. I've run out of things to say about this. Is there anything else you want to bring up?
1: No, It's just, this is just a nice, short and sweet, simple plot that they created. That, that It's so different to what Digimon actually is. And again, like a part of me kind of mourns the loss of of what this could have been. And I I feel like Tame has picked up a fair amount of this essence. But this first piece being this this small little bit of what what if a small egg came from your computer? Or what if this virtual pet was a real thing? Like, it's great. It's fun. It's a bit weird. But it also keeps enough like fantasy and sci-fi in there. And then it just ending so mysteriously and being like, oh, they were gone. There we go. Like, it's good. It definitely doesn't reflect the show itself, though. Like, the tone and everything is so different. The, uh, it doesn't even reflect, like, the rest
0: of the film. <laughs> this is definitely, like, the weightiest part, the most realistic, like, grounded part of the whole thing.
1: I agree with you on the grounded part. This definitely feels like the most that's based in reality, just these kids having their weekend, their, like, Saturday or their Sunday, with a monster there. That does definitely feels grounded, but there is a through line with all of this, where it's about the bond that the Digimon and the human have together. You know, we see it with with the whistle blowing and we see it in um, our war game with essentially like the, the inverse of the Ty and Matt. I mean, I don't really want to go into the details of it. But, you know, we see Ty and Matt go into the computer and things like that. Again, Hurricane Touchdown, the weird bit of the film. Not so much, like the, the bond isn't there so much, but that thing is a great big fever dream of a film which should not have been in the Digimon movie. It should have been in a part two where they keep the extra half an hour of footage that they had from that film and made it what it is but for the first two you know we get a little hint of the importance of the bond between a human and a digimon and it doesn't necessarily mean that they are evolution batteries which we sometimes get in the show it's more digimon and humans are almost like predestined to have friendships not necessarily like oh they were chosen for us it's more that you know they mesh together so well that it's almost inevitable that they are going to find strength in each other like, Ty blew that whistle because he needed that strength, and he got that strength from his friend, Greymon. And also, you know, Kari got that strength and wanted to help. Graymon gets the strength from them because he's only known them his entire life, which has been essentially, again, a day. But that whistle being such an, an important thing to him and being this, this signifier of, this is a noise that the humans make, and I need that noise to keep going, and it's what gives him the strength to get up and fight Digimon a stage above him and obliterate them both. So it's got similar notes to what the, the 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 other shows have, but the tone and everything it, it it doesn't carry that over. It's a lot more whimsical and fun and fantasy, whereas this feels more sci-fi compared to this, the actual TV show, which is more tech fantasy. This one's a lot more
0: disaster movie, which is what kaiju films are like. They're supposed to be natural disasters
1: essentially. I could easily see you know another one of these where a Metal Greymon and a Hoemon appear and they do like a great big feature length battle over Odaiba.
0: I'd love to see like a properly done Digimon
1: kaiju film. Honestly like that would be so fun especially if it's like the characters don't know what Digimon are as well and they have to learn it through their own ways like Digimon's always been a kaiju mu- a kaiju show but with like your best friend is the kaiju is essentially what, what, what Digimon feels like to me especially the one set in the real world like yes you have a small little friend who will eat food with you and be silly and fun but there are times when it needs to turn into a great big dinosaur and fight a giant parrot that would be cool maybe in Digimon the movie too they will never do that I mean I say that they did they just tacked it onto the end of the first one
0: I think we've said all we're going to say
1: Yes, please stop me from talking now.
0: I shall, I shall. Um, I don't really have a proper outro for this, but thank you, Sam, for joining and talking about part one. Can the people find you anywhere?
1: Again, I live in a cave. I don't have social media. Okay, you can go back to your cave and play with your V-pets. If you stomp on the ground hard enough in Morse code, I will hear you. What if we get out a whistle? A whistle will also work, as long as you believe in yourself.
0: Yeah, passing on to the next part, I guess. But thank you for listening, bye-bye! Bye! A couple of years later, we'd made it through a whole season of Pokémon and Digimon, with Digimon narrowly claiming victory. But recordings became infrequent with Sam's busy work schedule, so we went our separate ways and I was left with the podcast reigns. Due to the bot plays on the one episode that we didn't edit, it got like 4,000 listens, I moved the show from SoundCloud to Podbean, where we gained a website. And a lot less fake plays. I floundered around for a little while to keep episodes coming, bouncing between guests almost every recording. Massive thank you to everyone that helped during that time and Mac, Kyle from the Victory Road podcast, Buggy aka The Lady Bookman, and James aka Stark Wife and Gamer. Not to forget Demon Dragon Master or Nelson and Quinn, who also joined me to cover Digimon Adventure Try in what is still my favourite series of specials that we've made. But, the episodes never did get punnier than with Eye 236 Did you see, did you hear, did you know it was coming? Hello, and welcome to the Moncast, Digimon the Movie Special Part 2. Did you see, did you hear, did you know it was coming? <laughs> I'm Evie, and I'm joined by sai 236 Hello! It's been a while. I'm excited.
2: Yeah, I haven't done a recording with you since Moncast.
0: Since the last time we recorded. Which
2: was probably a year ago.
0: The last episode we did together was Angimon Greater Than Jesus. That was January 20th last year.
2: Oh, jeez, yeah.
0: Has been over a year. Time flies when you're stuck at home.
2: Yeah, it goes by fast and it grinds you along slow. It's it's kind (laughs) of...
0: It's weird. But yeah, it is nice to have you on the show again for this Digimon the movie special. And we're going to be covering the four years later segment. So basically our war game, all the bit that was dubbed over there, going up to where it like says present day. So a good middle chunk of the film, about 35 minutes, something like that.
2: Yeah, it's about 30-ish minutes, I think. Feels like it's the
0: most big chunk of the film, but it probably isn't. I think the last bit might be the longest.
2: Yeah, the last bit is the longest. I think it just like progressively gets longer.
0: But this bit is just about a computer virus on the internet. <laughs> Such a crazy premise.
2: There are a few things about like <laughs> about the whole thing of that that like cuz I I have watched this movie a ton, but I haven't watched it since I was a kid. It's just when I was a kid I watched it a lot. But <laughs> there were some things watching it now that I was like, wow, these kids are stupid. <laughs>
0: I've I've seen this several times as well, but I I can't remember when I first saw it because I never saw it in cinemas. It was it must be on like a TV rerun or something.
2: I had the VHS, so maybe you had that. No, I've never owned
0: this on VHS. Oh, okay. Where do we want to start with this this crazy chunk of film?
2: Can we start with the fact that Izzy is surprised by a computer virus being on the internet, which is basically how it opens. Like, yeah, being surprised that there's a Digimon you don't recognize and that the analyzer doesn't recognize, that's one thing. But being like, oh my gosh, a computer virus. It's like, it's the internet. Yeah, those exist. You would know that.
0: Well, he's surprised because the internet is password protected in this film. <laughs> you have to have a password to get onto it.
2: I mean, yeah. And
0: here's his is prodigious. That voice clip just... I didn't realize how ingrained in my memory it was from just listening to prodigious. But that line really just jumps out but yeah izzy is the hero of the film i've decided
2: he's like it's it's a digimon but it's got a virus in it that's so strange a digimon with a virus it's like you mean like virus digimon Mm -hmm. you know those ones you were fighting that whole time that were the attribute virus (laughs) Uh.
0: what's he confused about like they fought virus type digimon before They had that whole bit with the cards, didn't they? Like, with Myotismon. They were like, oh, some of these are virus types.
2: Yeah, no, they know know what virus types are. (laughs) It's just, for some reason in this part of the movie, Izzy's like, what? It's like, Izzy, you know this. It would make sense if he just said,
0: a Digimon on the internet. Just like, how did that get there?
2: Yeah, because it's not a normal thing for Digimon to be able to access the human internet. That's surprising. But not the fact that a a Digimon exists and B a Digimon exists that is a virus. It's like that's a thing. You no, know that's a thing.
0: <laughs> he makes up for it though. Just he basically carries Ty through the full film. Pretty much. Nothing would have worked without Izzy. He just has an uplink to the military, apparently.
2: <laughs> yeah, he like just casually hacks the like U.S. What was it? The satellite stations or something?
0: Yeah, like he, he has a satellite uplink which just looks like a walkie-talkie.
2: I guess you can just do that. <laughs> I guess. For some reason, that actually bothers me less than the the Digimon confusion stuff, because sure, Izzy's a child genius, fine. but <laughs>
0: Yeah, Izzy, unsung hero of the whole film. But yeah, I forgot about the whole bit with Ty and Sora, and the, like, I don't know what you'd call it, breakup?
2: Yeah, that, that whole thing is really weird. It's like they needed a reason for Sora not to get involved. And the reason they gave Sora was she's mad at Ty for A, this huge, like, misunderstanding with a hair clip and thinking that Ty meant that he didn't like her hairstyle and being mad that Ty hasn't apologized, even though Ty tries to apologize on the phone and Sora's like, no, I don't want to talk to him and then is upset because he hasn't emailed her to apologize. It's like he just tried to call you. <laughs> It'd be one thing if you picked up and he didn't apologize, but you didn't even try to like hear him out.
0: <laughs> it's really weird that they like are sort of shipping Tayora in this film unintentionally. Or maybe very intentionally, but it doesn't line up with the epilogue at all.
2: I think that's one of the issues people had with the epilogue is that well, I think it's it's the epilogue and, like, the end bit of O2 that is all of a sudden, like, no, Sora and Matt are together, and it's like, okay, <laughs> and then they end up together in the end.
0: It's so weird, and I don't think Try helped at all. I think Try just confused it further.
2: We're not saying you can't have a romance plot, we're just saying you need to pick one.
0: <laughs> Definitely. I think half of my notes after this point are just going, like, oh my god, the soundtrack. Just every time a song plays, just like, oh, yes, thank you, just one week starts playing and i love it so much
2: the soundtrack is just it's great it's so good like the songs do not fit at all but in a weird way it just works because the music in digimon has never fit so the movie having music that didn't fit kind of just feels right
0: <laughs> and it's all just like suitably cheesy it's just on that sort of dub level
2: very cheesy very much fits with all of the puns and the jokes that are getting thrown at you at every given second.
0: <laughs> it's such a product of its time. It's, it's just so many 2000s tracks just slammed into the film just to try and make the soundtrack, I guess, relevant. But it's such a good soundtrack
2: because of it. It was, yeah, it's just good. It's just a, just a kettle of great songs that were thrown into this movie.
0: I'm so glad I've got it on CD. And another thing that's also just a lot of my notes is just Ty's mom's cooking.
2: (laughs) That is one of the best jokes in this movie. It's just Ty's mom does not know how to cook at all. And it's just, (laughs) I think my favorite joke is still just the, the, I'm making three bean salad. No one's coming over. Oh, it's okay. I only had two beans anyway.
0: (laughs) Oh, there's so many good jokes. She offers to make a cake because she has some wheat germ. Yes.
2: (laughs) Like Izzy's prepping the, like, sifting the flour, and Izzy's like, how much of this do I need? And she's just like, I don't know, I've never used flour to bake a cake before. Uh, And then (laughs) there's some lines, too, where, uh, like, as Izzy's, like, drinking the random, like, potato juice and God knows what else drinks, (whistles) Ty is just like, Izzy, you are the bravest kid I have ever known. (laughs)
0: Unsung hero. Unsung
2: hero. She makes beef jerky shakes. Yes! (laughs) Yes, beef jerky shakes.
0: Did she just blend beef jerky and milk together and call it a drink?
2: (laughs) I guess. I guess. That's what I would assume. It
0: is. And Izzy Izzy drank several. Oh,
2: God. (laughs) (laughs) it's just meat and milk (laughs) no no a meat milkshake should not be a thing Mm.
0: I'm glad he went to the toilet and just flushed his system they're just working so many jokes throughout the whole thing and it somehow just works really well
2: yeah I mean it kind of stops the situation from being too tense which kind of works for like a kids movie you know it's like yeah, there's a lot of like stuff going on, our friends are dying, but you know, we just keep making jokes about random stuff, and it kind of stops it from getting too dramatic, which is in one way a good thing, and in one way not such a good thing if you wanted it to be more dramatic, but I think it works.
0: Mostly in the real world, it's jokey and not really that tense at all, but when it's like got actual combat going on in the digital, you know, the in the internet yeah yeah those fight scenes is where they sort of dial back the jokes a bit and let the combat take center stage and it works really well and especially just like everything building up to the final confrontation with Diaboromon where Wargreymon and Little Garimon are being attacked and music starts playing and Ty reaches for the screen that is just a powerful moment
2: yeah that nice moment of like your bond with them is so strong you just go through you're just able to pull yourself through somehow. Or they pull you through, in a way. Yeah,
0: like, it's just Digimon magic, which comes up sometimes. But yeah, the music's really good. I like the sort of orchestral swell, and that that track in general just gets me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's the same one they use when Oikawa, like, is dying at the end of Zero Two.
2: Oh, is it? It might be.
0: Or it's a very similar track, anyway. You have a lot of, like, repeated melodies in Digimon.
2: That makes sense, yeah.
0: This is like possibly the only time they've got Omnimon right.
2: The first time. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just
0: like the stakes haven't been higher really in Digimon ever since.
2: Because it's a very simple setup. It's like a Digimon is going to send a nuke into Japan. That's it. Like, that's just what it is. And it's like, well, it can multiply itself, and only the real one has the like connection to the actual weapon so you have to like kill all of the duplicates and hope you can find the real one before 10 minutes is up but it just works yeah it works really well it also doesn't overuse omnimon it's just we got to the point where we're like all hope is lost and then we have this moment where we get this new digimon that's super powerful everything's fixed and everyone's okay and that is perfect
0: And I think just because it is the first one, it just makes it so much more powerful than when it's used in later seasons. Because in later seasons, you know that he can turn up.
2: Well, even re-watching this, it still felt better.
0: But if you're watching this for the first time, you just think that they're dead and there's no other form that they can reach. And then they just magically do it. They DNA digivolve. And it's really cool. And then they kick it up and show them all the things that they can
2: do. (laughs) Well, Let's kick it up!
0: Such a good track.
2: Yeah. I I still listen to all the random Digimon music every once in a while.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I have a playlist on my phone, which is like five star tracks and a lot of Digimon the movie songs just get put on there. But yeah, other bits of combat that I've really, really liked and kind of forgot about was stuff like Wargreymon's armor gets destroyed when he's fighting Diab- or Infamon, I think it was. Whichever one.
2: Diaboramon.
0: It was Diaboramon. But yeah, like, his Draymond destroyers just get obliterated.
2: I actually didn't notice that either. That was actually really cool, how he, like, almost hits War WarGreymon, and then it's, like, kind of a thing of, like, mists, hits the, like, the destroyer, and then so Greymon, War Greymon just has to punch him instead. It just hits him in the face. <laughs>
0: It's cool, just seeing, like, battle damage.
2: Yeah, it's it's actually really cool. It's a lot cooler than fights tend to be in Digimon, where it's just, I throw attack at you, you throw attack at me. We get considerably more scuffed up until one of us de-evolves or bursts into particles.
0: It's a lot more violent.
2: Yeah, it's it's the same thing that, like, Tamers gets really well, where it's like, they look like they just had a scrap. Like, they really were fighting as hard as they could and yeah and it's really really cool i also just like the fact that when Infermon is around inframon actually attacks the digimon mid-evolution which i even remember being a kid and going wait you can do that because that's not how transformation animes work. It's just the transformation happens, and then you keep going. But it was kind of cool to just see Digimon be like, "Well, you're the most vulnerable you're ever going to be right now." So.
0: Yeah, it's it's just weird. We haven't seen that in most
2: episodes, if at all. I don't think that like if it ever happens, it very very rarely happens. Despite the fact that it makes total sense.
0: Yeah, like I, I think it started to happen sometimes in, Colon, but that's like twenty years later. After this film. And yeah, I think Inframon and that whole Digivolution line in general, I just have a soft spot for them because of this film. They're just.
2: They're just little demon bugs.
0: They all look alien.
2: Mm hmm. They're unsettling, which is perfect. They're so lanky. Yeah, lanky, and, and Inframon just looks like a spider, like, just like plodding around on the low walls or jumping at you like a bullet, which is terrifying.
0: The way Infamon moves when it's turning around and its legs just sort of scuttle. Yeah. And its body just rotates. It just looks so unnatural.
2: It's a really good design.
0: It's a shame we don't see, I think it's Kurosarimon?
2: Yeah. Champion level? Man.
0: But I guess they just didn't have time.
2: I, I think they just kind of wanted that shock of like, oh, it totally skipped champion. It's an ultimate now. Or maybe they didn't have time. But yeah, that was a Digimon I didn't know what it looked like for a long time. And I think I saw it and I was like, that kind of looks like Karamon. And then I realized, oh, right. There wasn't a champion in that movie. <laughs> That's the champion.
0: I think I only knew Kari Saruman from Digimon World 2003 because they're in that game quite a few times.
2: Oh, uh, okay.
0: And I got a lot of Digimon World 2003 vibes just from all the scenes in like the network tunnels. It really just reminds me of that opening cutscene 3 where you're flying through the internet and finding your way to the digital world, which I've seen too many times because I keep restarting it instead of actually just finishing the save file.
2: Yeah, I haven't played that one.
0: It was for the original PlayStation, and it's pretty much a standard JRPG, but I really enjoyed it, and I do want to do a Patamon-only run at some point. I
2: oh yeah, that'd be a good idea.
0: But speaking of Patamon, he was in the film.
2: yes. Briefly.
0: In this section, he turns up and just, like, makes some joke about surfing on the internet, and then gets crushed by (laughs) Diaboramon, and isn't seen again. Yeah. I just went from, like,
2: yay, Patamon, to, no, Patamon! Patamon, no!
0: (laughs) In, like, a minute.
2: Yeah, Patamon tries to evolve, and is just immediately squished.
0: And Tentamon just gets knocked out of the action as well, which is... Yeah. I get why, but it's... Kind of sad.
2: Yeah, it's kind of sad because they already reduced the cast so much for this. And then it's like, okay, cool. We're at least going to get to see Patamon and uh, Tentomon. And it's like, nah, we kind of really just needed Gabumon and Agumon. They're the main characters of this.
0: I would have just liked to see Anjumon in this art style.
2: Well, you get that in the next one, at least. Which I love Anjumon and Anjumon's animation in the second one. Their wings are so fluffy and I love it. That's not for you to talk about. I was kind of sad because I actually really love the animation in um, uh, Hurricane Touchdown. I've not got there yet.
0: What else have I got in my notes? Oh yeah, more funny side characters because Matt and TK's grandma is just so sweet. <laughs> I love her. She's like, oh, what a coincidence. Those are my grandson's names. <laughs> It's
2: like, yes, I need to talk to them. Oh, okay. Hangs up the phone. Hey, Matt. I like talking to them too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I like talking to them too. (laughs) Oh, she's just so sweet. Very sweet old grandmother.
0: And I just love the montage of Dear and Infamon taking over the internet while they're on a moped. Presumably just with some stranger. (laughs) Some stranger's giving them a lift into town.
2: There's a throwaway line about it being an uncle. But it's kind of just one of those situations like Sora's cousin in the main series where the dub kind of just threw that in because they didn't want to teach kids to just talk to strangers. So they're like, no, nah, it's a relative. It's totally fine.
0: And then it just plays Strange, I think is the track. is weird. The music is strange. That might be a bit too on the nose.
2: Yeah, it works. It's true to form. Pretty
0: much. I'm just remembering like. So many joke lines. There's just so many. It's amazing how much I managed to pack in and make it work.
2: It is rapid fire. Like we could just double the length of this podcast episode by just by just going over all the jokes.
0: Gemini, particular favorites.
2: Two bean salad is pretty good. The egg thing is pretty funny where Ty is standing in the doorway and Izzy's like, It's about the egg, and Ty just looks at the like actual chicken egg he's holding. <laughs> That egg, the egg on the computer, and he's like, oh. <laughs> the egg has hatched. Yeah, yeah, the egg has hatched, that's what he said. And he's just looking at Ty just kinda slowly looks at the chicken egg he's holding that his mom just handed to him. There's the one I mentioned with just Ty commenting every time Izzy eats more of his mom's food.
0: Ty and Izzy get a lot of the good jokes, definitely.
2: Yes, it's just the two of them in that room. There's the one where Izzy's reading an email to, well, from a kid to them about, about War WarGreymon and saying how he's pathetic and a coward and Ty just punches Izzy. It's like, I was reading an email. It's like, well, you didn't have to read it so well. <laughs> also, okay, I almost forgot about that. That is another thing I wanted to bring up. How do other kids know about Digimon? This is before O2 and other kids got Digimon. And this isn't a universe like Tamers where Digimon's a franchise. There were just random people watching this random thing happening on the internet and going, yeah, I know what a Wargraymon is. I know what a Diaboromon is.
0: I don't know how you can explain the names.
2: Yeah, if it was just like, oh, this thing that's randomly happening, but A, how would they know what the names of the Digimon are? And B, how would they know how to send it to Izzy and Ty? Actually, even if we just say, yeah, they know what Digimon are, Again, how would they be able to email Izzy and Ty unless they knew their email addresses? How does every person in the world know Izzy's email address?
0: If wasn't there a computer virus on the internet that was, like, st- stopping the internet?
2: And that!
0: we have to, like, get a military connection.
2: Yeah, and there's that, too. And it's like, how... Huh? <laughs> I think...
0: You just have to give it a bit of leeway.
2: <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, and to be fair, like I've watched this so many times as a kid and that never occurred to me. It wasn't until I watched it now that I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. So it's completely serviceable as a kid's show, but like if you think about it too hard, it doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> what do you reckon Dio Boromon's email addresses?
2: Um, I don't know.
0: Virus at the dot com. <laughs>
2: Lucky number 10 at Yahoo. I don't know. I have
0: no idea. Lucky number 10. Can you count back from 10? Yeah. <laughs> Diaboramon's so good. And his voice line. voice is also creepy. And he tries to nuke the world just because they really don't do a super great job of explaining how Diaboramon's tied back to Willis.
2: The problem is is he's not really, because these movies were all just tied together. So it makes sense that the connection's really loose, because it's not until actual Hurricane Touchdown that they point out that the virus that was part of Diaboromon is what infected Kokomon.
0: They're just trying to jump through hoops, and it doesn't work super well.
2: <laughs> they really stretch to connect these three movies that have no actual connection. Like there's so many throwaway lines in the first and second one about like, hey Willis, don't forget about Willis. Willis is important. Don't forget about Willis. Hey Willis, and it's like, and then the last one you finally see Willis, and it's like, oh okay, that's who that is.
0: It's charming in its own broken way.
2: It's cheesy charming, which is which is fine. It's really fun.
0: It's, it's hard to think of other films that are just. A mashup of three films (laughs) smushed into one.
2: It's an interesting choice. I don't know why they didn't just dub the separate movies, but whatever.
0: You could have just made short films and had the specials on TV, but they're like, we want a 90 minute film. So take these three films, add up to way more than 90 minutes, chop them up. (laughs) And and just
2: make it work. work, Yeah.
0: We don't care if the cast changes, (laughs) like, twice.
2: Yeah, we have just Tai and Kari. Then we have kind of the whole cast, but not really, because most of them are busy and you only just get cutaway glances at them. And then we have the O2 kids, which, if you haven't been watching Digimon before you watch this movie, you have no idea what's going on. You do not know who these kids are. None of it makes sense.
0: If you've only seen the first series of Digimon, you don't know those Zero Two characters. So if you've just like, not seen Digimon in a while and then come back just be like oh there's a movie I guess I'll watch that I'm sure I'll I'll know what's going on
2: because most of the other Digimon movies at least like function as a movie where everything is explained and then the story happens but with this one it's like no this is these kids this is Yoli Cody and Davis moving on to Colorado
0: it's so strange (sighs) also they have video calls did they actually have video calls then I assume they did, but it was probably, like, super uncommon for people to use it. Probably. But everyone in the world can see this, this battle.
2: Right. Yeah. Really, that's kind of the bigger thing here, as opposed to, like, did they have video calls back then?
0: Like, is Dear Borum on a YouTuber?
2: Because even, yeah, because that's the other thing, is, like, even when the, like, thing is just mutating on the internet, like, it makes sense that, like, Izzy would notice something like that, because he would kind of know where to look and he knows what a Digimon is, but like I feel like if I came across a random website that just showed me like a pixelated picture of a monster, I wouldn't go let me spend my entire day watching this. But no, everyone is invested in watching this. It's like, you don't You don't even have Digimon. Like, you don't, you're not supposed to know what these are. You wouldn't watch this. Like, in the Zero Two universe, kids probably would because more kids had Digimon and would understand that this is actually something important that's happening. But in this time period, that wasn't a thing. (laughs) There was only eight kids.
0: Yeah, it it must be that Diaboramon is for some reason hijacking everyone's computers and putting himself onto them.
2: Yeah, but why? Like, that just increases his chances of being stopped. And it, it did.
0: I, th- I think he was searching for Willis.
2: Yeah, that's why he was looking through the phone lines and all that. But again, even if that was true, like, why would you stop your entire day to watch it? Like, normal people wouldn't do that. You would probably think your computer had a virus, then try to figure out how to fix it. You wouldn't just sit there and go, yeah, I'm going to watch this all day. Like, it's TV.
0: They probably just couldn't turn it off.
2: Yeah, but even if you couldn't, like, that's what I mean. Like, people would probably be like, oh, shoot, there's something wrong with my computer. Let me turn it off and, you know, see if I can go get it fixed or if someone could come and look at it or something.
0: Yeah, like, you wouldn't assume that this was real.
2: You would not assume that, like, oh, yeah, this is important. You'd just be like, well, this is annoying. Why isn't the computer working?
0: I mean, maybe a lot of them did think it was just, like, some video.
2: Especially since back then, like, computers weren't as common. And usually if you had a computer, it was for like a very specific purpose, like work or, you know, something important, not just like, oh, I have a laptop for this. I have a tablet for this. I have my phone. I have, you know. They have it for Solitaire. <laughs> yeah, the random barber that had it for Solitaire.
0: <laughs> Yamato's best friends. Matt's best friends. I keep switching between dub and sub now. Thanks, of Translation, Mon. you've ruined me. I used to be pure. I used to only watch the dub.
2: I feel like that's not pure. I feel like that's just chaotic
0: it was more fun
2: it was more fun
0: (laughs) i didn't have to read
2: yeah that's the thing you can't multitask with a with a subbed anime
0: i'm nearly out of notes already but what else is there the like sprite animations of all the digimon and Jedi are just adorable yes those are very cute they have walk cycles and everything and i don't know why they went to so much effort but it looks so cute
2: I especially love how when they're like, okay, we're gonna go help, like, some of the Digimon are just, like, clipping, and I think, like, Gatomon's walking into a wall, like, not really going anywhere.
0: <laughs> and just, like, all the Digimon that aren't, like, partner Digimon that go to the network only say their name, <laughs> so they don't have to pay the voice actors.
2: They already had those those voice clips, so. Yeah, wh- why get new ones? Yeah. Just recycle the, like, evolution clips where, you know, Palmon says Palmon because it just evolved from Tanamon, et cetera, et cetera.
0: <laughs> I wish I had the confidence to enter a room and just shout my name out.
2: Evie, Evie.
0: <laughs> what a way to just make an entrance, though.
2: Just walk into a room, yell your name, and then just go about your business. <laughs> like, nothing
0: happens. I would die of embarrassment. Oh, I might, I might try that and just see what funny looks I get from people. <laughs> oh no, okay. You should be like, this is who I am, I'm
2: Evie. Like tape your, your phone to like, I don't know, like your shoulder or your chest or something and just like have it recording when you do that so you can see people's reaction. Just like, who is this crazy lady who's just screaming?
0: <laughs> just don't let her in. If you don't let her in, she can't shout her name out
2: oh no it's her again shut the door shut the door
0: (laughs) okay literally the last note i have is just saying that rio is on screen for a second
2: yeah which is probably one of the most confusing things ever it's like why is rio here
0: i don't get it no he's just there i I guess it's an easter egg
2: it is but it's an easter egg that's like makes no sense i mean there's a few things in this that make no sense but that's especially like rio's already a complicated character in the sense of the stuff he shows up in and then you just throw him into adventure like yeah sure why not it's like wait
0: he's in a flashback in zero two as well so he's definitely in adventure and then he's also in Tamus. and he's in so many video games. and so
2: many video games yeah
0: and it's somehow all canon
2: Nothing is canon until it's like its contained universe has said this is what it is, but they're not connected. None of nothing is connected. It's just adventure is adventure, Tamers is tamers, the games are the games, they're not connected unless they share a name.
0: <laughs> they do share a name. They all start with Digimon.
2: No. No 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 No.
0: no. They share a character, they all have Rio.
2: It's so <laughs> It's so confusing enough as it is.
0: Really, though, this part of the film is pretty simple. There's a virus on the internet, and it tries to nuke Tokyo. Pretty much. And Colorado. I assume he's trying to kill Willis, if that's where Willis is.
2: Yeah, Willis is in Colorado.
0: They managed to fix that one, somehow. It's just the Tokyo one. <laughs> yep. But yeah, it it works for a really like, tense build-up. And they make Omegamon, or Omnimon, whatever you want to call him. They just make him badass.
2: Yeah, Omnimon's really cool in this.
0: And I kind of really like the red outlines in the network. I don't know why they went with that, but it's definitely striking.
2: Which I think works, because it makes it look different than like the real world, or even the digital world. It gives it a sense of, like, this is a different zone. And
0: then Ty and Matt just have no outline at all, which is really, really cool. They almost look like just painted on.
2: Yeah, that animation is like so smooth in that moment when they're like, you know, trying to talk to WarGreymon and MetalGurum on saying like, no, you know, get up, please be okay. Just like that animation is like so smooth and it's like, wow. What anime are we in now? Who knows?
0: But I did also I just really appreciate the line from Ty about not having a whistle. Because that just ties it back to the first one. And they somehow managed to worm that in.
2: Yeah, but that doesn't make sense! It does! No, it's not the same... It's not the same Digimon. He used a whistle to
0: wake up the first Greymon.
2: Yeah, but that's not the same Greymon.
0: It's not the same one, but he could still use a whistle.
2: But but his War Greymon doesn't know what that means. Why would he say that to him?
0: But I thought it was good. I just
2: thought it was a weird line. It's like, wait, this War Greymon wouldn't know what that meant.
0: <laughs> but Tiny, what it meant?
2: Yeah, I guess.
0: It's just like I can't rely on a whistle this time. You you have to
2: believe. You have to wake up. all the people.
0: They believe in you. They're sending fan mail.
2: You just gotta yell, Ty. You just gotta break your vocal cords and scream as loud as you can into his ear, if he has ears. Under the helmet. I don't know. Just scream. I think he does. Uh, yeah, it's probably under the helmet. Are his
0: horns his ears?
2: The real question is, are his horns part of the helmet or part of his head? Ooh. They're the same color as the helmet.
0: I don't know. Like, with Greymon, it looks like a more natural helmet. So... It looks like it could be his actual horns.
2: Yeah, like because that looks like protective shell, whereas WarGreymon is specifically wearing armor. Yeah, ooh,
0: that's a good question. Does he just have, like, yellow horns under his helmet (laughs) that's just come out of his head?
2: Or maybe he just doesn't have any horns, like Agumon is just like a dinosaur man with, like, just a flat head.
0: WarGreymon's just buff Agumon.
2: (laughs) I mean, basically, right? Minus the armor, it probably is just a buff anthro agumon
0: <laughs> i really want to see just like agumon now but drawn with more Greymon's armor on him so he's just still like short and squat and <laughs> he's just got armor on
2: oh i'm sure that fan art exists that's a that's a really common like pokemon trope not trope but like art thing that's really cute too so i'm sure that exists for digimon
0: maybe i think i'm all talked out about this bit I think so too let's improvise an outro real quick it has been lovely having you back on the show, high Thank you so much for, for joining me and covering this bit of the film.
2: You're welcome. Thanks for asking me. It was really fun. It was nice watching the movie again, too, and then getting to talk about it.
0: It is a good film, as much as it's also a mess.
2: It's a good mess, though. It's a, it's a perfect mess. It's a really mess. good
0: mess. It's an iconic mess. Iconic, yes. And you got your, like, one line about the Dark Masters. Yes. So you could tie it back to Piedmont. Yes. Thanks for listening. Keep listening. There's more after this. This is like an outro in the middle. It's really weird.
2: It's just saying bye to me. I just I just have to pop out, and the next person pops in.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Quinn brought season two home with me, only for it to end in a tie between the two shows in the anticlimax of the year. Zero two had taken its toll, but it was time for a fresh new moncast with a couple of consistent co-hosts and some much-needed changes. Air from Lost Translation Translationmon joined to co-host a podcast that was heavily inspired by his own, and in turn he invited us to join him in covering Digimon Adventure colon 2020, a revival of the original series. There really is no escaping adventure, is there? Still, being a co-host on the podcast that inspired your career is pretty baller. That's right, I did somehow land myself a radio station assistant job this season, and have been employed for about a year now, working in creative digital media. Big thanks to Reform Radio for that. Moncast hit its 10,000th download, it was featured on CastBox, and it gained enough patrons to finally justify making specials like this, where I get to over myself in nostalgia, and there's still a lot more Season 3 to come. Hello, and welcome to the Moncast, Digimon the Movie Special Part 3. Our Digi-Destiny starts today. Digimon. (laughs) I'm Evie, and I'm joined by... Quinn. Hi! And Chloe's in the Ethernet somewhere. She's around,
3: probably just going to occasionally laugh at things and and be the laugh track on this incredible
0: dubbed version of the Mon Yeah, this is the dubbed version. If you listen to the original, then you get subtitles through your audio medium. So, let's jump to present-day Digimon. We're talking about the third part of the film, which is all bits with Terrymon, which is quite fitting, because we have just been watching Tamers, basically. So, we get the Terrymon bit. It's also the point where the movie goes completely off the rails, because you can at least, you
3: know, imagine a connection between the first two parts.
0: They try so hard to to make Diaboromon tie into it. They're just like, Oh yeah, Willis tried to make a Digimon, and that was Diaboramon, but that infected Kokomon.
3: The explanation
0: is one minute of the plot. It's amazing, to be honest. It's kind of impressive that they somehow tied everything together. Like, they they did a decent job of making a timeline.
3: If you storyboard it, yeah, they, they made a coherent story, but so little of the story is about the story. Even in the original, there is not much
0: to it. It's a lot of
3: effort for what's very little
0: set up in the film. Yeah,
3: you made a weird self-insert character who got two partners and then did zero with it. All-Star was the best thing to ever happen to Kokomon. It's a powerful image.
0: Just Kokomon dancing to All-Star. and the words, he's tone deaf," So they are hearing that track in-universe. They are listening singing. to All-Star. Kokomon's not even singing. He's just dancing. No, there's just All-Star.
3: Which is apparently diegetic. All-star as God I Hope performed by the Teenage Wolves.
0: No, he's got like a solo artist career as the Digi Destined formerly known as Maps. God, I (laughs) wish that were true. (laughs) It's such a good name. I want to
3: call out that that Yoli looks amazing in the swimsuit and I kind of want a cow swimsuit just to do that cosplay now. Which is not a thing I would ever otherwise want. I also maybe need a radio t-shirt. You need a what t-shirt? Her t-shirt later with the beret that just says the word "radio." I kind of want a radio t-shirt.
0: I should get one. It'd be so good for work.
3: It's a white t-shirt and it has a picture of a radio tower and the word "radio." Nice. It's pretty cute. She wears a red beret with it. The purple hair. It's it's quite a look if I'm being honest.
0: I don't own a beret. Yet, but I I want to get one.
3: Yeah, I don't currently own a beret, and this is the first time I've ever considered buying one. But for that specific look, I might do it. Shout out to Stranger it has the the best track on this album. That's the the background music of the the fight scene with the uh, Kokomon.
0: Is Kokomon spelled with two K's? K O K O mon. I believe so. I always thought it would be like C O C O, but apparently it's not. According to the credits,
3: it's such a weird decision to swap out Wendigomon which okay is admittedly a mouthful but for something that just doesn't mean anything weird choice dubbers
0: yeah i just dislike that he's always called Kokomon even when he digivolves
3: yep that's true too
0: and like kokomon isn't even his base level like it was he was a lotmon wasn't he
3: we we also called uh terriomon's uh little green form i can't recall the name but we
0: we just said that was terriomon too yeah, but that's man. Yep, that's right. Is Kokomon the in-training level? Maybe. That might be right. Cokemon's the name of the in-training level. Oh well, Willis contributed in other ways. He, he was there, and he had a Terriomon with him. It's true, and Terriomon does a lot of
3: heavy lifting. He really does.
0: Just Willis' character arc is just, I don't want to talk about it, because you will be killed...
3: Admittedly, I'm a little here for the Davis, I'm better than you in particular vibe, but to, to then just be weird and flirty and, and gross, he's just better at doing that, and I don't like that.
0: He was like, I guess, slightly less obnoxious, Davis. But still ultimately pretty terrible. Yeah, he wasn't super great.
3: We get some weirdly pretty, like, billboards for Shell. What? Why is it for Shell? That's I mean, that's the logo. It's Shell Gasoline.
0: Oh. Why? What? Why would they have Shell gasoline in the Digimon movie?
3: This is how we let you know that we're in Colorado, is billboards and flatland. Also, the train is Amtrak and slow. So,
0: I mean, they did the research, I'll give them that. I, I do like that, the sort of road trip vibe that they have going on.
3: I don't remember, but in, in both versions, there's really no explanation for why we start off in New York. I
0: don't know either. I think
3: they're just on vacation to New York, which is kind of cool, but I'd have much rather seen a movie about their vacation in New York, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think TK and Kari were on vacation already. Maybe Willis moved there recently. But it's
3: interesting, and I I, I like the idea of them just on vacation in New York, and it's I'm sad we didn't at least get a, a montage of going to see the Statue of Liberty and stuff.
0: We did get them trying to take a picture by dangling a laptop from its cable. Um, is this Teriemon this like voiced by the same person as Tamus? Yeah, I believe Terriamon only ever had one actor. I thought it was, but then Gargamon has a different voice, which is really weird.
3: Or at very least, it's if it is the same actor, it's a very different affect Definitely, he sounds old. I think this was just. They didn't realize this was going to be a recurring character at that point and had not come up with uh, a direction on this.
0: Well, I'm glad they changed direction in Tamus. Just having Gagamon sound like Terriamon still. That's a lot better. Also, Patamon does a lot better in this film, like in this section, than in the last one. I'm happy to see he gets to, like, scout out Willis in New York. That was cool. But then, of course, Patamon and Gatamon do just kind of get Pikachu in the final battle. Magnodramon and seraphimon appear for no reason like they've just been unlocked i guess for this film and only this film with no explanation only so that they can release the golden digiex so that magnumon and this golden version of rapidmon can fight instead it's very weird i at least wish
3: this were not canon but they at least try seemed to make a point of trying to suggest it
0: might be somebody really likes willis the rest of the film must be canon because Willis is mentioned in the main series so much. Like maybe, maybe at least once
3: for sure. Well, only in the dub, but yeah, like he's canon to the dub, and that's fine. But in the original, at least, uh, it's really unclear if this movie
0: happens. I think the present day bit is canon.
3: It's just a, it's it's weird because it's the only place that Magnetrimon shows up, and there's a divergent evolution that. You know didn't happen in the old version of adventure much.
0: Wait what was the divergent digivolution
3: uh so Magnagermon shows up here, and then in try we got Ophanimon.
0: I guess it was made divergent at a later point,
3: yeah, but any- anyway it's it's interesting
0: if I had to choose between this being Canon and try being Canon, okay, that's fair. We lose Mekumon I- I'm okay with that, and I prefer Magnojumon to Ophanimon anyway, so. Present day Digimon the movie is canon, and Try is no longer canon. There we go. Uh, I'm down for it. That's what I'm going with. So, back to present day, which was uh, presumably actually 2001, whenever this came out 20 years ago. Jesus, this film's old. Wow. The kids travel across America, thanks to Yoli's many, many uncles. Because they can't have kids hitchhike, because that's
3: irresponsible. Yeah, but we can order pizza and then... Hitchhike or test a truck stop and secretly get in the back
0: of the truck. How is that better than hitchhiking? It's not even that secret. Like the driver can almost certainly just see them climbing in if they just look in the wing mirrors. And like Willis isn't there already? When did Willis climb on board?
3: Yeah, I mean even that in in both versions of this this plot twist is just oh yeah we tried to hitchhike to
0: a place called Summer Memory and apparently
3: we ran into Willis. (laughs) who was already hitchhiking to summer memory.
0: They just happened to bump into him. I don't know, like, they talk about Kari and TK to him, and he goes, oh, the kid's behind the fence.
3: Yeah, that must be them. I mean, all right, in fairness, they were the two other people with Digimon.
0: Like, if he saw the Digimon, that would make sense,
3: but... He did see their Digimon. I don't think they mentioned other kids with Digimon, but I'm I'm willing
0: to say he picked up on that vibe. Even then, it's still a stretch. Just to be like, oh, your two friends, they must be the two I saw behind the fence. No one else has Digimon. Uh, It's weird
3: because we also then like to infer uh, later in in the O2 canon that, yeah, actually a lot of kids had Digimon. They're just, you know, around.
0: Isn't there a whole bit in New York? Because they have, like, Gorillamon climbing the Empire State Building as a King Kong reference.
3: Yeah, and we don't bring back Willis for this. Because that
0: would make it canon.
3: Right, exactly. They had the opportunity and they substituted it for someone
0: else. This part of the film's
3: a trip, but don't... I dig the vibe. I wish they had written a better story in either version of it to make this movie feel like it needed to exist. But it's fine,
0: I guess. Time travel is a
3: weird plot point to come up with.
0: Like, time reversal?
3: This virus can
0: just do that.
3: Oh, obviously Kokomon meant go back in time, dummy. How did you not get that? Like, it was so obvious. (laughs) Yeah, how
0: did you not get that? Like, when I say to someone, go back, I obviously mean just rewind time. Honestly. Kokomon, just don't be so obtuse and everything would be easier. Seriously, you're not helping anyone. (laughs) Talk about your problems, but I guess the virus won't let you, which is really convenient. Like, he says destroy so many times. Just say me afterwards. (laughs) Or destroy it if you just want the virus gone. Either works. Just, you could do two, two syllables, add a third. I mean, you even got go back and then just next time you get to
3: grunt, say in time. That really won't help much, actually. You know, if someone tells me go back in time, I'm still stuck at how, but okay. Apparently the
0: virus can do that.
3: Yeah, you know, because that was foreshadowed by the the previous version of the virus using a clock.
0: Of course. Makes perfect sense. It's all coming together. Wow. If you if you sit down and
3: you storyboard this out, it they did manage to turn it into a story, technically.
0: <laughs> I just wish they hadn't. I love that they did. Like, what other film can you think of that is actually just three short films smushed together?
3: I don't know. I, I don't even think Power Rangers has done that, actually.
0: Which is a shame. I wouldn't be surprised. That that sounds fun. But I just like that they took three films and smushed them together into one. Because that's such a stupid idea. And it makes sort of... The... The weirdest film. It's such a stupid idea.
3: I love that it is a movie that exists because Pokemon the Movie 2000 came out. And Digimon went, we need this. We need that sweet, sweet movie in a theater money.
0: And they never did it again.
3: That was a smart decision.
0: I think that just makes Digimon the Movie that much more special. It really does. There's been other Digimon films since. But this is Digimon the movie. Exactly.
3: None of them got
0: a digi Digirap's so good. This movie is amazing. <laughs> it's a really good film. I unironically love it. Oh, absolutely. I mentioned this in part two as well, but the dub adds so many jokes. It does. So many of them land as well.
3: It it so drastically changes the vibe of (laughs) all three movies, which is, I mean, I don't know if I like it better, but it is a really bold choice, and I'm kind of here for it.
0: Yeah, like, it's here with this quite down-to-earth, more, like, serious art style, but then everyone's just cracking jokes, like every other line, and there's just so many classic lines. Uh Uh-huh. We were joking as
3: we watched it that this explains so much about me. How so? The quality of joke that I make on a daily basis is approximately equal to
0: Digimon dub, I think. For better and worse. You might be being generous there, but... uh... (laughs) Damn! Evie got me! I like dub jokes. They're just the right level of humor where they are universal. Like, pretty much everyone can get them. Like, they're never gonna be the funniest thing ever, but they'll be funny pretty consistently. Digimon
3: is a universe where everyone makes mom jokes and you know what that's that is a
0: universe we need to create together. Just the line he's got pants now it makes sense it's funny I like it. It's so good. Then you get other ones like when Davis is in tears crying and no one else watching has that same reaction because we're normal (laughs) and we're not as invested. And he just gets better when he says snap out of it get over it okay and he's fine it's really good that does sound like davis though apart from the crying he didn't really do much crying or having actual sympathy for anyone which is also exhibited by him just possessing kari
3: this this whole film yeah oh god please could either or both of them not been huge creeps yeah just like rewind the flirtatious behavior and get rid of that. Just delete it. Go back to the beginning and introduce yourself like not a creep.
0: Kari's such a highlight of the film. The voice actress must have worked so hard to be doing narration as well as three different ages of Kari. And she just in this bit, she's just there to be fought over by T.K. Davis and Willis.
3: And to show up and literally hand the sexy lamp over to <laughs> Davis. The sexy lamp
0: that's not
3: been seen before and will never be seen again. Yeah, one of the two of them has been seen before, neither will be seen again, and we're gonna end the movie on, you know, work for a team, I'm sure we'll see each other again. Mm-hmm. Translators note, he was not seen again.
0: <laughs> and why did Kokomon hatch into a champion level again? They already had the baby form drawn before, just,
3: it's so weird. Also, Terriormon looks just kind of terrible
0: at various points in this movie. At random points. He just becomes, like, an emoticon face. It's really bad! (laughs) I kind of like it. I like the derpy Terriamon. That's fair. I don't mean to eavesdrop, but I have really big ears. (laughs) That's so good! Mm -hmm. It's the best thing about Terriamon. And he has a random, just, like, cloak for no reason. (laughs) Is that how he was being sneaky? By just having a blanket over him? I actually really like sphere digivolutions that Terriamon and Kokomon go through. Oh, see, I hate that. It's so body horror. Yeah, that's why it's good. It just has, like, Gargaman's face in it. It's so weird. Just squished into a ball. And he's got pants
3: now. And guns. The guns weren't worth commenting on. He's got pants
0: now. Forget the guns. Guns are normal in America. Pants, though. Really. You're not wrong, to be honest. When was the last time you saw an American wearing pants? Sadly today, but only because I had to go outside. Yeah, Gargamon with guns, just pointing them at the giant rabbit. It's it's a powerful image. Uh, and then Kirbymon comes along and is really, really creepy. Like, not as creepy as Dear Boromon was in the last bit, but still pretty good. And I do like just how the angel Digimon come along and basically tear it to pieces, only for it to reform.
3: Every single time we get to that point in the film, I go, oh, right, Kikari's in this one.
0: Yeah. I guess the train started going again.
3: Yeah, that's, that's the explanation. Our plans got derailed. So they just flew the rest of the way? What happened to everyone else on the train? There was no one else on the train.
0: Why was there no one else on the train? It's America. It's a small country. People don't ride trains. <laughs> More true than it should be. Why would anyone go to a
3: different state? I mean, because the one I'm in sucks. And you know what? I will, I will gladly take a train to Colorado. Mm-hmm. If you could, you have to go
0: to Chicago first. It's a whole thing. Sounds better than frequent flyer miles. That's true. How would kids pay for flights? Hmm. They're just gonna use the uncle's frequent flyer miles.
3: You know what? It was the early two thousands, and people cared a lot about frequent flyer miles. There was a point in time where you actually got points based on the number of miles you had traveled.
0: Why are Yoli's uncles so eager to give her these methods of transport? That's a fair question. Including apparently literally flying her to
3: the middle of Colorado, but not to the summer memory. Why? How did we even know where we're going? I don't know. We sent an email and said, sorry, we're going to Colorado. You know, somewhere Colorado. It's fine. The pizza guy knows where you're going.
0: The pizza guy can give you a lift on the way while he's delivering your pizza to the house that's definitely yours. You know what? Thanks to Grubhub and, and Uber, that is now true. They were just ahead of their time. Wow. That's a scary thought that people are using using pizza deliveries as... Taxis. With payphones. Oh god, that's that's the scariest part of this film. Payphones that they had
3: to pay for with random coinage that they had to keep on their person in case they needed a payphone or a parking meter.
0: God living in the past sucked. But you also didn't have just a device attached to your limbs most of the day. It's true, but I am pretty okay with that. I I have external
3: storage space for my brain.
0: Not all of us are so fortunate. I think most
3: of us actually are, just not everyone uses it well.
0: Why are we talking about phones again?
3: I don't know, because we saw a payphone, and I love how specifically dated this
0: movie is. (laughs) It's dated in such a weird way. It really is. Although it's not. It's in present day. It says so. So this takes place on the 17th of April 2021. It's true. Interesting. That's cool. What are the chances that they would actually plan it for present day? You know, that's a good question. Probably quite slim. Chances seemed pretty
3: low to me, but apparently they did it. It was impressive. It's
0: always present day.
3: They had to keep those four payphones in operation so that, I guess, TK could hang his laptop by the modem cable <laughs> from the payphone. I wanted to <laughs> swallow the boy.
0: He wanted to share a photo that he'd taken, I assume.
3: I want to know if there was ever a payphone you could use as a modem for your laptop.
0: Do the D-terminals work without a connection? Like, do they just have their own built-in thing? They appear to have some kind of cellular device built in. The D-Terminals are an odd bit of tech in They in are. Series. They did not actually
3: exist. They just, the person who created Zero Two saw something that was sort of a proof of concept and went, you know what? They should have them. And then I was really sad when I could not find anything that, you know, resembled that in real life until, I guess, an iPhone came out.
0: There's still the D-Terminal, like, Digivice toys, but they obviously don't let you message other people.
3: I, I guess I basically want a modern, you know, touchscreen phone, but also I want it to have a QWERTY keyboard on a on a flip, and, and that does not exist, and that's kind of a shame, to be honest.
2: I wonder if you
0: could make it. I might be able to make it. You just get two phones and have them attached somehow, and just have the bottom one be a keyboard. I mean,
3: most phones will work with a USB keyboard, so I mean, it would mostly be a matter of me designing the case that I want, but I'm not sure I'm going to spend the 30 hours it would take me to design this thing. But that doesn't mean I'm not, you know, currently considering possibly doing it. A D-Terminal would be fun, to have. I would like to own a D-Terminal.
0: Digimon are cool. We don't say that enough, but Digimon are cool.
3: Yeah, there was a digidynamic force in Digiland, and we Mm. dealt
0: with it. None of these films take place in the digital.
3: (laughs) It's... Very true. But we did save the world from a Digi disaster, maybe? It's all in human land. You know, the stakes are a lot lower in part three, because I guess we'll go back in time and kill, like, seven people, maybe. It is bad, but, you know,
0: after we dealt with the Aboromon, eh It was very much just, this one kid called Willis is being harassed.
3: Mm-hmm. So j- just give him a hand. Yeah, we didn't even go to America to help him, we just were in America and he was around. Which is, I think, maybe the, the weird part is if you're going to have them meet in New York, just have them be trying to find him because, I don't know, he's late to your your meeting time. They just
0: had so many moving pieces with the Zero Two pits. They really do.
3: Like, this plot barely hangs together. It does. But we do a lot of getting from place to place because we need you to be aware of how in America this is. They are the kids in America. It's true. Whoa. Whoa. And they're looking out a dirty old window.
0: On the train. It all makes sense. Down below
3: the cars in the city go rushing by.
0: And that's in New York. I don't
3: don't think that happened in the scene with the trains.
0: No, but in New York there were definitely cars. But were they ever below?
3: Ooh. Ah, they were below Agumon when Agumon smashed that car.
0: That wasn't in America at
3: that point. I don't think I care about that
0: everywhere is america if you just believe i'm an american i believe that yes okay i'm nearly out of stuff that i want to talk about really i do quite like the battle scenes like seeing v jump around instead of just instantly digivolving was refreshing
3: i appreciated the 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 increasingly weaker digimon attempting to continue to fight Yo, know, the it got some weirdly good lines
0: yeah i don't know why they kept coming back to Yoli so much during that bit. I guess they were just trying to mirror it with when Kokomon was ill.
3: Yeah, and then we, we put a lot of emphasis on the words time to heal, even though, like, <laughs> what a resolution.
0: They're going backwards in time. They have less time to heal.
3: I mean, okay, you went back in time. You get to do it over again. I, like, I'm, I'm sort of with what they were trying to do, but also, Digimon never really die, except that in Adventure the explicit rule was unless they die in the real world, in which case... They die forever. I don't know. Doesn't matter.
0: Did the virus rewind time, or did Kokomon rewind
3: time? It's really unclear. I'm not sure why either of them would have time travel powers.
0: Because Digimon. If Patamon and Gatamon co-op Digivolve for no reason, then time travel can also be a thing. (laughs) Physics don't apply. It's Digimon. Uh, Angewomon didn't have to warp Digivolve, but yeah. I guess it wasn't technically a warp Digivolve, because they didn't go from Salomon. Angemon did go all
3: the way up to Mega, but Angelomon just showed up and then did a regular evolve. Which is actually weirder because that's, I think, the only time in adventure we get to Mega without a warp evolve into a pink fluffy dragon. Magadromon's cool.
0: I prefer Magadromon. I so kind of want to
3: do the never-ending story and just,
0: just hug Magadromon and go flying, I guess. Oh, I would love just like a really big Magadromon plush just to lay along my bed. I want that. I kind of want a Magnetmon plush now. It would just be so long and fun to hug. Aww. Snuggling a dragon sounds fun. So, I'm on to my last note. I mentioned that Changing into Power is a really good ending credit song, and possibly only the second time we hear it in all of Digimon. It is weirdly good. I, every time, I'm like, how is this not an end sync song? It's not high energy enough for the combat. So they never use it in the series, but they put it in the credits here and it's so, so good. It's just a bop. Mm-hmm. Change into power. we got, got power. we got, got, got the strength within.
2: We know what's bad to win.
0: It's so good. <laughs> it's so terrible. I love it. Do you have anything else you want to mention about present day Digimon?
3: Uh, just, just, I need to go back to All Star <laughs> Diagenics. <laughs>
0: Diegetic all star? <laughs> you can tell he's tone deaf from how he's dancing. I think I might be
3: done. You should you should move on to the outro.
0: At this point, we've done all of Digimon the movie. Thank you so much to Quinn and to Chloe for providing the background claps. Where can the people find you?
3: Soon enough, only here and on Lost in Translation
0: because I don't think I'm hitting Twitter. Get on the Discord servers and talk to me. Get on the Moncast Discord. And if you want an exclusive role on there, then you can support us on Patreon, which is how we got to do specials like this. Hooray! Hooray to our patrons. If you want to talk about today's special, you can reach us on Twitter, via email, and in the Moncast Discord. And you can support the show via Patreon to gain access to the Moncast Uncut. As always, a big thank you to our patrons for supporting our episodes. Chisai236. Nicholas, Keith, Fletchy42, K Pass91, and Demon Dragon Master. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. But yeah, until next time, bye bye! 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 Present day. The Momcast is five years old as of releasing this episode, and it has been a bumpy ride, but it's one I don't regret painstakingly editing. We've released 156 episodes, totalling over 120 hours of content, and many, many more hours of recording, scheduling, researching, planning, formatting, reformatting, and whatever else I do behind the scenes. I've updated the logo at least five times. I've interviewed Laura Summer, voice of Patamon, favourite Digimon, and Jeff Nimoy, one of the Main writers and voice actors behind the original series. I've tried and failed to keep the YouTube up to date. Sorry about that one. I've made a side series of administration updates that have been removed since, because they did become irrelevant. And during the course of this podcast, I've come to the realization that I am in fact a gender fluid trans woman. When I started this, I didn't expect to have a a, a character arc of sorts, but. I've grown so much in my confidence, my skills, and my sense of self, that the Eevee recording now is practically unrecognisable next to the Stevie of episode 1. I have a job I enjoy, and friends I love, all made thanks to this silly little podcast comparing Pokemon and Digimon. If you've ever sent us feedback, supported us on Patreon, shared the show with a friend, or even just listened to an episode, thank you. It means so much that you enjoy listening as much as I've enjoyed making this, and I hope you'll continue to enjoy listening for the next five years of the Moncast.
1: 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. This is how bad I am. The second we started, I could not remember numbers. I was like, 2, <laughs> what's the other even number? You are the only there's a five in the hosts
0: to make it all no, the way up no. to 10. So I guess that makes you the most professional of the three, just by default.
1: No. Like, she's actually
0: no. in that. And Quinn just throws in random numbers.
1: So, (laughs) I don't like this responsibility. The the least, the least chaotic. This is the most tech thing I've done in a very long time. In fact, the last time I did anything this tech based was literally for this podcast. Ah, so about three years ago. (laughs) 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 Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna intro. Give it two seconds because obviously there would be motorcycles. And (laughs) classic, good. Classic Mancast. Listen, I love our war game, and I think it's great. And it also, like, Summer Wars, if you've ever seen Summer Wars, it's basically our war game by Moro Hasoda. Whoa, you're, but doing you're a stepping beyond
0: your bounds here, Sam. I don't
1: care. Because Hasoda has got another film out <laughs> coming out soon called Bell. Have you seen the trailer to that? Nope, I've still okay. not seen Summer Wars. Okay, we are watching Summer Wars, number one. Number two... We're looking at the trailer for Bell at some point because it's essentially Beauty and the Beast through the lens of things like Summer Wars. It looks so good, I'm very happy for it. Honestly, if, if you like our war game, Summer Wars is our war game minus Digimon, but with more control over the situation. And if you've played things like Cyber Sleuth, the vibe is still there. Like, Mamoru Hosoda has a very specific um, artistic style for his things, and it's very much there in all of the things that he does. But I like Digimon the movie. <laughs> Sorry, yes, tangent alert. Um, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five,
0: six,
2: seven, eight, nine, banana, split. <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah, good. You're definitely more professional than Quinn because you made it all the way to nine before you knocked it off the rails.
2: <laughs> classy, classy uh, guests do it at ten. <laughs> <laughs> digi Evolution is up and running. Did you see? Did you hear? Did you know it was coming? Well, digi Destiny <laughs> starts today. Let me hear you say. mind? There you go. <laughs> uh, oh, but-
0: Pierre, I missed Pierre.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: Ah, uh, it's you no, know, it's nice hearing him in the background.
2: He's <laughs> just chirping away eaten his little, little bowl of seeds.
0: Oh, good burp. Burp, burp. burp. I don't have an outro for this because it's kind of in the middle of the episode.
2: Oh, is this gonna be all one thing? I thought they were separate episodes. Oh no, I'm putting them all
0: together. Oh god. Because C- I'm, I'm crazy. <laughs> like
2: Are you sure? This section is almost an hour.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I'm gonna edit it in about a week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You only have a five-year anniversary once. <laughs> Let's improvise an outro real quick.
2: Bye! <laughs> <laughs> Back into the ether I go. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> Goodbye,
2: Chisai. Bye. If you say Piedmon three times, I'll magically appear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, oh, okay, we have to say it three times. I thought once was enough.
2: <laughs> Sometimes it's once It depends on how tired I am It may take three <laughs> Piedman, Pipe Piedman <laughs> I just show up behind <laughs> you And tap you on the shoulder <laughs>
0: <laughs> I heard someone said Piedman <laughs> One, two, three, four Four,
3: five, six Seven, eight, nine Nine, twelve I see, think I was it. gonna play it straight just to see how long you would wait for me.
0: No, no. Oh my god, I'm I'm watching.
3: Um, I'm sorry. I just really enjoy the fact that uh, it, it is. I'm jumping around, but there is a sign that just says "Summer Memory" that Iori has for a second. <laughs> cool. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: it does.
3: <sighs> ah. <laughs> Anyway, sorry for interrupting with that.
0: I'm trying to have a conversation. You're watching the. I'm sorry. I will. I will stop
3: now. But I do (laughs) want to post this picture of summer memory,
2: which is apparently
3: a specific enough place in Colorado you can just get someone to hitchhike you to. (laughs) Chloe is currently dying because I turned on change into power. Uh, oh, okay. okay, I'm going to turn that off, or we're just not going to be able to do the ending sequence. Change
0: into power. I got the power. Well, I need someone to guide
3: me. Stand like right beside me. I know what to do. <laughs> and if we stick together for now and forever, there's nowhere to lose. Oh, yeah.
0: Padaman
1: says, thank you for listening to the Moncast. Bye-bye.